welcome to the Drink Like a Lady podcast, which is designed for emerging female leaders to get a seat at the bar and get a seat at the boardroom. And joining me as always is my partner in crime, Kathy DeCirco Stewart, who is a business strategist. Kathy, how's it going over there? It's it's wonderful. We're getting into the fall season. I see you're already uh, starting to transition with your uh, wardrobe. I am. I'm going out to dinner tonight. I am not somebody who's prone to liking the cold, so I'm wearing some long sleeves, but I still look festive for dinner. You definitely do. That's for sure. So, you know, last week we talked about mindset, right? Like mindset is such a key piece of anybody's success, right? And I've just actually been accepted into a, a mastermind, a business mastermind, and we had our orientation call yesterday. And what I was surprised to learn that 50% is definitely going to be focused on business strategy, but 50% is really going to be focused on mindset because that is such the swing factor in wh whether or not you're successful or if you fail. Well, this is something that's really been an important and integral part of my leadership management and skills is trying to understand what makes people successful, you know, as I watch them, and then what can I do in order to help them. And the mindset component of it is so critical to, to how we move forward and the choices we make. And then today we're going to drill down even further because we're not yeah. just talking about mindset, but we're talking about open mindset and fixed mindset. And to me said another way, an open mindset is a growth mindset. Exactly, exactly. And you're going to see through some of the uh, distinctions that we're going to lay out for, um, for everyone is, you know, how you can figure out whether or not you're in an open mindset or a closed mindset. Yeah. And right now I'm actually grappling with a decision given this entry into this mastermind is that they're having a retreat, an in-person retreat um, down south. And I'm wondering, do I go or do I do it virtually? But I know as somebody who loves to network that when you go in person, those relationships are so much more meaningful and so much more uh, deep, you know, when you're meeting in person. So I would like to say that I'm probably somebody who has a growth mindset, but boy, this pandemic's just thrown a monkey wrench and everything. Yeah, we're all having to make what we call health issues, um, not only for ourselves, for, but for, you know, the family that we live with and or our bubble as mm -hmm. well. So it's a difficult period of time. So don't um, don't beat yourself up too much, too much if you have to make a, um, a health wise choice yeah. um, and, and it doesn't go against the mindset that you normally take. But since we're on the topic of mindset and open mindset, how would you define yeah. open mindset? What are the characteristics of somebody that embodies this? So the characters are, are, you know, these are people who want to learn. You know, they're, they're vivacious about learning. And that's really our audience, isn't it? That's who we're going after. That's our target audience. We embrace change. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it may be uncomfortable sometimes or in the middle of trying to execute on something, but we like change. It sort of motivates us. We like the challenge. Um, we persist in the face of obstacles. Okay, here's an obstacle. How do we jump over it, go around it, or through it? Uh, in order to get where we're going. And the other thing that is so critical is we see the path of that process as a way to master our skills rather than saying, oh, that's an obstacle that's going to get in our way. It, you know, okay, now what's going to happen? And that's going to happen no matter what. Um, we see effort as being sort of like, I'm going to say, um, a workout. And it's a good one. It's a mind workout. Mm -hmm. um, we learn from criticism, and it doesn't always feel good. Um, but the point is, if you can trust the individual who is giving you that constructive criticism, it really helps put you on, on another direction. 
The other thing is, I think, which is really, really important for, for anyone in a leadership role is find the lesson in terms of where you are and where you're going. What's the lesson in all of this? Look at other individuals for their success. I, I remember even as a, a young girl, um, always looking, well, how did they do that? Oh, how did they get this? How did they do that? How'd they get the job? Um, and we're always looking for the next level. It's uh, sort of like the Nike, um, just do it, isn't it? There was a movement that I was part of a while ago. It was a women's movement many, many years ago. And I remember the speaker saying that sometimes we think that mentors have to be people that we meet in person, but mentors can actually be found in books. You know, you and I, of course, just read the Bezos letters, which is about the 14 principles that have led to the enormous success of Amazon and, and the 14 letters that Jeff Bezos has written to his shareholders. But one of the things that he espouses right at the front of the book is that he wants everyone in his company to fail, fail fast, but don't walk away without learning the lesson and keeping that in your back pocket for the next time that situation rears its ugly head. You know, years ago, I remember there was this story about um, a a gentleman made a mistake. He made a million dollar mistake, which back back 15, 20 years ago was a lot of money for a company. And he walks into his boss and he says, um, I'm going to give in my resignation. And his boss says, well, why is that? He said, you know, I just made a million dollar mistake. He said, you just spent a million dollar for a great lesson. Don't even think you're leaving the company. It's a great lesson in, in terms of what to learn. So I always remember that, um, you know, in terms of the direction of it's okay. It's okay to fail. And for those of you that are just joining us today, Kathy DiCirco, Stuart, and I are talking about the different kinds of mindsets for success. There's an open mindset, and then there's a fixed mindset. Said another way, there's the growth mindset and the fixed mindset, and we're just going through the characteristics of what a growth mindset looks like. And I think you have one more point of like who embodies a growth mindset person. You know, the individual who who embodies that is someone who really believes that their talents um, skills, who they are, are is malleable, and they can really, really make a difference in terms of what they are, you know, what they can accomplish as they move forward. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really the most important thing. Is like, oh, this is the way I am. You know, when I hear someone say, oh, this is the way I am, and it's not the better part of who they are. You know, I challenge them on a way that makes them feel comfortable and not, um, you know, take away the dignity of who they are to begin with. Yeah. All right, so now we've defined the open mindset. What is somebody yeah. who embodies a fixed mindset, which is the polar Oh, opposite? the fixed mindset. You know, you can feel that energy right off the bat. It's the someone who I say, they, you know, they sort of don't get it. They don't want to get it. Um, I have, you know, it's I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand without even looking at it. Um, they avoid the challenges. Um, they, you know, they get very defensive if something happens rather than looking at it and saying, what can I learn from this? Um, They see effort as fruitless. And I'm working with someone now that, well, no one else does this and no one else does that. And I said, oh, okay, let's look at it from a different perspective. You know, you're going to stand out. Um, They ignore feedback. Um, They don't want feedback. They just want to keep going. And uh, they're threatened by other people's successes. And that's really important especially for women to understand that you know people are threatened by our successes but the ones that are really in our core are going to be applauding us on the sidelines and there's enough to go around right like there's no point in coming oh, to the table with a scarcity doubt. mindset there is enough to go around it's okay to cheer on the success of somebody else you're making your own way in your own world but i think the real downside of being somebody who embodies a fixed mindset is that you can miss out 
You can miss out on opportunities. Yes. You can miss out on ever really reaching your potential if that's important to you. If it's not important to you, it's a different conversation. Well, and I think that's absolutely the case. The point is sometimes we get, we're in a place and there's, a, there's something presents it to us. And if our fixed mindset says, no, we don't want to do that. Um, my daughter was, uh, she went for art history in college. And when she came out of it, I, first of all, I said to her, do what you love in college. I mean, just, you know, take it all in, etc. So she went into for art history. She went to a gallery. Um, she realized after 18 months that there would be no money in it, yeah. you know, based on where what she was working on. And she went into digital um, solutions and advertising in the media world. And she's thriving there. So had she stayed in that world of going, oh, no, I got my degree in art history. I can't do anything else. She wouldn't have created... Um, Mutually the yeah, the opportunity. There's a there's a story that you illustrate that I really oh, yeah. love, which is about um, a young mother asking her six year old son to go and get the mail during uh, a big rainstorm. Mm-hmm. This was absolutely fascinating to me. It's actually um, my niece, and she has two little boys, and the first one's much more, you know, he's much more pulled together, and, you know, if you tell him to sit down, he sits down. The other one is, like, you tell him to sit down, and that's about 45 minutes later. So she says to the, the older one, because he is older, and it's raining, and it's quite a storm, she says, you know, Ryan, would you mind going to get the mail? And the mail is maybe 35 feet from the front of the house. And he says, no. I can't go to get the mail because it's raining. So she says, are you sure you can't run out there and quickly come back? And he goes, no, I'm going to get wet. Mm-hmm. So there's John, uh, Jonathan, the second one, you know, right there. And she says, Jonathan, would you like to go get the mail for mommy? And he goes, yes, absolutely. I want to. And she goes, now she wants to repeat what, what Ryan said. She goes, but you're going to get wet. And he he goes, I'll use an umbrella. Mm -hmm. And then she says, are you sure? She goes, because it's very windy and the umbrella might fly away. And here's his answer, which was so fabulous. He says, then I will put on my raincoat. I'll make sure it's buttoned up. And oh, I will also wear my boots so that my feet don't get wet. So here's somebody with a growth mindset at all of three years old. At all of three years old. So in that way, that's totally his personality. And between the two, we know who's going to be in business development, (laughs) won't we? (laughs) I have a friend who always says about her son, she's like, he's either going to be CEO or he's going to be in prison, one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think the pandemic really shed a light on the example that you give. We're We're making fun, but, like, truly... One of my favorite stories, I love to listen to Guy Raz's uh, podcast on NPR, which is how I built this. And he interviewed the chef at 11 Madison, which is, you know, one of those, right. you know, very ornate, very decadent meals here in New York City. You know, it's, you're definitely sitting down for 11 French courses. And he was saying, you know, during the pandemic, nobody wanted lavender duck. Like there was no place for that, right? People are losing their right. jobs. People are worried about their health. And so what he did is take his huge Tony restaurant and turn it into a commissary and started feeding the hungry to the tune of 5,000 meals a day. Because at the end of the day, he's like, when you strip it all back, I'm in the service business. I am a soldier in the hospitality industry, and my job is to feed people. So whether I do that with lavender ducket, you know, a thousand dollars a head, or if I do it, you know, for whatever I'm doing it in order to feed a comm- you know, to, to churn out a commissary and feed people that need it, 
then I'm going to do that. And I think to me, like he embodies what I mean by a gross mindset. He didn't sort of stick his head in the sand and decide that he was going to wait for this all to blow over. He got in, got, got down to business. And you know what's so lovely about that story is he got into, he went into the present. He still brought who he was. He still brought the best of his talents and skills in there. And he said, what more can I do? Yeah. So where he's now feeding a lot more people than he was in his large restaurant, and we do hope he goes back to it because we, we want that as well. And people are going to um, remember that, right? They're going to remember that you were there absolutely. and times were tough. So even if they can't afford 11 Madison, maybe they'll come in for a cocktail at the very minimum because they want to be part of your energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great story. It's a great story. Um, so we're talking today, folks, about what it means to have a growth mindset or an open mindset versus a fixed mindset. And we kind of walk through the characteristics of what embodies each of those, you know, sort of states of mind. But I want to talk a little bit about confidence, because I think confidence is like the close okay. cousin of a open mindset, isn't it? Yeah, confidence is really, when you show up with confidence, it's like wearing a, a wonderful outfit. People notice it. They, they feel it. You know, and especially, you know, especially for women, I think, we feel the energy of other people. Mm -hmm. um, and that the, the way the situation turns out, positive or negative, is based on the energy you bring. So when you come in confident, uh, and I also will say vulnerable. I, I use this word recently as well. I think it was with you, Joy. We, we did something about vulnerability. Um, they feel it. They feel the honesty and the truthfulness. So the confidence piece about having the mindset and growing to the mindset so that you can, you can even say, gee, I didn't know that or I made a mistake is so integral in terms of, of how, how you're going to get to where you want to go. Yeah. You know, another to defer to another book that we read, which is A Ride of a Lifetime with Bob Iger, who is the head of Disney for 15 years. You know, when he was anointed the head of, I think it's Universal Studios, he was not somebody who would come to the table with any experience in Hollywood, much less in a creative field. He, I think he started out as an engineer. But one of the things that he talks about in his book is that he was confident enough to say what I don't know. And yes. to turn to, you know, again, soldiers inside of the organization and say, I don't know this, but I need to lean on you for you to teach me. And I think that that comes with a certain degree of confidence, to your point, and it comes with a certain degree of vulnerability. Here I am, newly anointed leader of this group, but I don't necessarily know everything, so I'm going to need to lean on you. And you know what's really important? I just I met an individual who just became a general manager of, of a company I was working with, the, uh, the, the main uh, CEO. And we're talking, 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 you know, and I look over and I said to him, I said, so Matt, do you have anything that, you know, you want to contribute to this and because he, he was totally silent and he goes I've only been here two weeks yeah. and I thought oh my goodness I, I've had individuals where you know I go on a hundred miles a minute with with someone else and I said to him you know Matt within three months you'll get it you'll absorb it you'll know exactly what you're doing and I could see he sort of sighed into it and that's the same for all of us when you start off in a new position, you're not going to know everything. Yeah. But as long as you ask the individuals who can help you get there in a way that is respectful and kind, um, everyone I have found will help you for the most part. And you lead with that curiosity. So today, yes. folks, we're talking about mindset because that's such an important ingredient to success. But we're talking about the difference between an open mindset and a closed mindset. We also covered off on the characteristics of what it means to be both of those things. We talked yeah. about mindset's very close cousin, which is confidence. And then the final piece I think we want to touch on before we close out today is nature versus nurture. 
because we know that nurture can definitely trump nature any day, any time. And I think you have a great story about this. I love this story. Um, one of the things, and I'm sorry, my phone's ringing. Yeah. Hopefully my assistant will get it. Um, it's about Thomas Edison. And I, I actually uh, brought this story to Seton Hall University where I gave the mindset master's class. And Thomas Edison uh, went to school and his teacher gave him a note um, to send home with him to his mother. And he opens the note, he, she sends home the note and um, it, she opens it and she finds out that it's basically saying that he is um, not a good child in, in school. He's not educated. He's not going to be educated. And you are, um, you know, don't send him back to school. Yeah, so Thomas nice. Edison, as a young kid, says to his mother, you know, tell me what the note says. And she says to her son, your son is a genius. This school is too small for him and doesn't have enough good teachers for training him. Please teach him yourself. Hmm. Now, he absorbed that. She taught him. And you can imagine the aunts that this, this mother had with that. And many years later, and here's the story as it goes, Thomas Edison's mother died, and he was going through all of her paperwork. And she actually, he actually found the paper in a, uh, the desk drawer. And on the paper, it really said, your son is addled, meaning mentally ill. Um, we won't let him come to school anymore. How interesting that just the way that someone has supported us, has believed in us, has made a difference in our own history um, is amazing. And we can do that not only for our own children, our family members, but for the people that we lead. And you, Joy, you, you do that every day in the work you do. So I applaud you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, just to build on um, what we talked about last week, because I learned a lot from you, is that, you know, when, when any statement comes up, like for me, it's around money, right? I was raised in a home where yes. money was always for others, but not necessarily for us. It was, there was always the othering of money. And today, you know, when I see that someone's just raised, one of my members just raised $4.2 million for her company, the immediate script that goes off in my head is, oh, I could never do that, right? Because my conditioning is kicking in. But I'm aware enough to know, self-aware enough to know that I don't know how to do that yet. In other words, I look at that statement and I reframe and reposition it. If I focused all my energies, researched the heck out of how to do that, something like that, like raising VC money, I'm pretty sure I could do it because I've seen the evidence that focus can actually provide in my life. It's just that I don't, I haven't dedicated any bandwidth to it. So I don't know how to do that yet. Right. And that just that subtle shift for us as adults can be really, really powerful. Write it down on a piece of paper and see if that statement has any merit and if it's even rational. You know, Joy, two things are going to happen. We have a whole series in this season on mindsets mm -hmm. and all of this, but two, um, Two, two episodes from now, we're going to talk about the unconscious and the conscious. So what you've just described is there's an unconscious belief system that was you was impacted as a child about this othering of money. Mm -hmm. And once you realize that 90% of our choices and our beliefs come from that 90%, which we don't even think about half the time. It's on but it's Yeah, what's coming up for you now is that You've got to now consciously, you've got to bring it up to the surface. So in, I think, episode four, we're going to talk about this and, and we're going to help 
not only yourself and myself on my own issues, and we all have them, is help people understand the differences in our belief systems, both conscious and unconscious. Yeah, and whatever's you know in our subconscious is really driving 95% of our behavior on a day-to-day exactly. basis. Exactly, And when you hit system override, which is really willpower, you're still only harnessing like 5%. So we're going to dig deep into that. But I know in our next episode of Drink Like a Lady, we're going to look at failure, how you look at failure, and why that is the swing factor in determining your success as a leader. Absolutely. And that's a fun one because uh, it's actually fun to fail um, because you get to learn a lot from it. And uh, we hope that, that we relay that message out to the audience. As long as you make the conscious effort to learn the lesson and not walk away exactly. without having sort of recorded that. Kathy, if people want to work with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, you can Email me at stuartkathy at gmail.com, S-T-U-A-R-T-K-A-T-H-I-E at gmail, or directly on my office number, 609-933-7600. And you can always get in touch with me on social media. I'm at Joya Doss. That's with two two S's in the last name. Or you can email me at info at ladydrinks.com. Kathy, we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye, Joya.